jobbigtheatre.com. All COVID protocols will be strictly observed. 702. Weekend Breakfast with Googs Msungu. Standing in for Filo Mpakanyani. Let's walk the talk. 14 minutes after 8 o'clock. Welcome back to Weekend Breakfast. Joined now on the line by Nikki Bush, who is a human potential and parenting expert. And as always, we're looking at a fascinating parenting question. And this week, we're looking at the importance of reducing noise and the argument for more calm for your children. Nikki, good morning. As always, good to have you on the show. Good morning, Gerg. So I I know as adults, we often say, I just need a little bit of quiet. You hear about people who come home from work and just sit in the car in the driveway or the garage just for a little bit to decompress. So as adults, we all know we need silence, but we never think of little ones or children as also needing silence. Why do they need silence? Yes, Gerg, such a good question. And I think we must acknowledge that all of us, adults and children, are living with a higher state of internal anxiety, obviously having lived through the COVID pandemic Mm -hmm. and now the changes because people are going back into hybrid situations. So there's a lot of shift and change. And when anxiety is high, we become a little bit more sensitive to external stimulation as well. And so um, at the moment, I'm just finding that there's so many people who are suffering from auditory overwhelm, where they're receiving um, too many sounds at the same time. It's just overwhelming. And it's a little bit like, you know, we talk about multitasking not being good for you. Um, It's a similar thing. You know, you're just asking your brain to attend to too many things at the same time. And just an example, um, doctors' waiting rooms, It's such an interesting thing. I'm really very, very aware of how many doctors' waiting rooms have got a television on. And it's not just on silently. It is on with the sound. And recently, I was lying in the chair at the dentist's rooms, and they have a television above you. So while you're lying in the chair, you can watch the television, which was tuned into Sky News. And you can hear the soundtrack and they have the radio blaring as well. And it's not very clear either, you know, sometimes when the signal is a little bit cracky Mm -hmm. and then they're drilling as well. (sighs) And it was just too much. And I had to put my hand up and go, just switch one of them off, please, because (laughs) this is sending me over the top. And children are interesting. And so are animals when it comes to auditory overwhelm. And I want our listeners to think about what happens when the power goes down. Now, you know, we know South Africans and Johannesburg residents know this all too well. We're very familiar with um, the, the electricity cutting out. And you know what happens? Everything goes quiet. And that's one of the bonuses of of our you know our electricity going down is that we have peace and quiet and i want our listeners to really think about what happens because we don't just lose the noise of say music or the radio or tv but there are some extraneous noises that we don't take into account like our security systems our alarms the lights, the globes in our lights, there's a constant hum that comes from all electronic devices that kind of flies just below the radar. Mm -hmm. But if you add that 
on top of blaring media, um, on top of, if you have children, of course, children make noise. It's natural. You know, children and babies um, are always laughing and crying and screaming and shouting and making noise. So if you are a family, you've got a level of noise in your home anyway. So I want you to start thinking about the layers of noise in your life. And right now, I'm telling you that most adults, let alone children, are living with auditory overwhelm. Mm. So there's the, you know, you were saying kind of this, this hum, so the sound of the fridge, the sound of the lights, the sound of, I know I have a small inverter in the lounge um, that stays on so it can power things when, you know, there's load shedding and that makes a humming sound um, because it has a fan. Um, the, if you have an extractor fan in your house, that makes a sound. So all of these, I guess, little sounds that we take for granted um, but they all kind of collectively were aware of them. Yes. And you see, what happens with children is they actually, their irritation levels go up. And when the irritation levels go up, they behave in a more attention-seeking or irritable way. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, there's competition they have competition. And a lot of what we're talking about here is almost subliminal competition for them. And I want to give you a very interesting statistic. The Seattle Children's Research Institute did a study of the number of words we speak to our children per hour. And the figure they came up with was that we say about 940 words to our, to our children every hour, except when there is a television or the radio on, even in the background, we're not actually consciously listening. It's just on in the background. Our word count with our children drops to around 171 words per hour with all this additional noise that's going on in the background. And I think this is food for thought. So it also sounds as if on one hand, there is this, I guess, this noise. There's all this um, uh, uh, kind of this fight for our attention. Now, the radio, the TV, Twitter, Facebook, you know, our phones are constantly trying to get our attention. But also at the same time, in addition to that, is it's almost sound, it sounds as if we're not paying, we're not speaking to one another enough. And is that why we need to kind of try find a way to uh, tone down the hum uh, or quieten the hum is so we can then use that time for actual conversation. Yes, you're absolutely spot on because we need to talk our children clever. We need to talk our children clever. Uh, children grow in response to the stimulation of their environment and particularly as they respond to their parents' voices. Conversation that flows between parents and children develops an IQ and EQ. The kinds of questions we ask our children, the kinds of comments we make will shape them. And if we're having to shout over the noise of music and news and all of those things all the time, well, it actually becomes a little bit exhausting. So we just stop. And that's why the word flow between us and our children literally drops as those statistics have shown us. And the irritation levels, it's interesting to, to note that when the power goes down, dogs also stop barking. 
And that shows you just how um, that, and I think that is largely due to those subliminal noises like your electric fence, the tick, tick, tick that goes on with an electric fence. All those security systems actually irritate our animals. And I think animals are a really good barometer uh, for children. Um, you know, if we take animals as a barometer and we can see our pets calming down, well, usually our children follow suit as well. And if you think about this, Googs, as an adult and woman, if you want to go, say, for a bit of pampering and you go to a spa or you go for a show or something like that, what kind of music are they playing? It's soothing. Mm. It's sounds of water. It's sounds of nature. It might be lovely classical music. And you know that you breathe better <laughs> when you're listening to things at a different tempo. And anybody who has a teenage child will know that their own irritation goes up when you're listening to teenage music, which is a stage that you go through yeah. where you're listening to you know, thumping music that means absolutely nothing to you and you have no idea how your kids are getting any enjoyment out of that music. But it's so interesting to really consider the impact that sound has on our entire system, not just on our ears, but on our emotions, on our body. You know, music can pump you up, it can calm you down, mm. it can uplift and inspire you. And so let's think about the anxiety that we're living with, the kind of jingles that we hear that immediately put us on alert. So as soon as you hear the jingle for the news, you feel completely different to the jingle you hear for something else. So sounds are also signals, just like with children, the school bell is a signal. It pushes them into a certain kind of action. But I think, Googs, we're starting to see that, I mean, I don't have ADD or ADHD. I'm not a sensory defensive person. I'm an adult who can really focus and concentrate. But I know that if the TV is on in the background, it can have an effect on me. And the kind of effect is that actually having on our children who are actually not as able as adults to block out the sensory stimulation. They are more distractible than we are. Mm. So, um, you know, parents have problems getting their kids ready in the morning, getting them to get dressed, getting them to eat, getting them to get ready to get in the car to go to school to get there on time. And if any parent listening has that problem, and that would be over 50% of our listeners, I want you to think about what sounds are on while you're trying to get your kids ready in the morning. And so some of the advice that I have is quite basic. It's things like switch off the TV that you're probably not watching anyway. It's just on in the background. Switch it off and use it as an experiment to see if your children can focus more on getting ready than being distracted by that screen visually or in the auditory sense, that blaring of a voice. You'll be amazed at the difference it's going to make in the mornings. Mm.
An interesting WhatsApp here, um, Nikki, from Chad in Joburg South, who says, I've always heard that hum of distant engine noise starts in the early morning around 3 or 4 a.m. It always makes me uneasy about the way the world is now. And until <laughs> now, I always thought that I alone had these thoughts. Um, you know, these kind of like you're saying, you know, sound is a cue. So yeah. if you start hearing the birds, you know, oof, it's probably sort of four or five in the morning, especially if you can't sleep. Exactly. Um, when you start hearing the birds, <laughs> you think, oh, no, I've been up all night. Uh, yeah. If you start hearing cars, you, you know, it's, you know, it's 5 a.m. or it's 4 a.m. Yeah, exactly. And so, yes, you know, one of the benefits of going away and we live in a busy city, you know, the difference between Joburg and any other city in South Africa, if you've been away on holiday and and you drive back into Joburg, you can hear the hum and you can also feel the thrum of the beat of the city. It has a beat. And that's one of the reasons why we, we live here, because we're attracted to the beat of the big city. But it's also good to go away to places that are quiet, where we can hear the sounds of nature because then we can distinguish the difference between these sounds and the consequent sense of peace and quiet. And I think um, there's a message for dads, and I know we've got Father's Day coming up next weekend, but dads are often guilty of this. On a Saturday, the TV goes on to the sports channel, and it goes all day. And it has its own kind of cadence. Sports has its own kind of cadence. But when that TV goes off, my goodness, you can heave a sigh of relief if you're not the one watching it, you know, um, because it tends to take over. Um, So just become a lot more aware of what those sounds are around you. And even in the car, you might want a little bit of peace and quiet. And I was talking to an audience yesterday about the shift to hybrid and how we need to reframe time. And People are starting to worry about, you know, now we have to get back in the car and drive to the office and you know about the price of petrol and is it really worth going to the office for those two or three days a week? And I said, it's time we reframed again. What can you do in your car that you couldn't do with work from home? And this is the point, that now you can reframe time in the car as your quiet time. You can tune into the radio channel of your choice or no radio channel at all and have some downtime as that gear shift between being at work and being at home. Remember, with work from home, there's no, there's no distinction between the two. And it was so interesting to watch this audience actually land this message that actually that's your breathing space. That's your time to be alone. That's your time when you don't have children asking for your attention. That's your time when your brain can just wander. And so for children, they also need silence so that their brains can wander about the world and not always be directed in a certain direction because parents are always telling their kids what to do. So are teachers. So are sports coaches. And then our kids get onto devices which also prompt them what to do next. And in the silence, when there is no major noise, our children's imaginations can wonder. They can take a moment to just be with their own thoughts. And this is where the heart of creativity and imagination sit. And our children don't get the gift of this 
very much anymore. Mm. So let's be aware that quietening the hum may be exactly what our children need, not only to de-stress, but to get in touch with themselves and their own creativity and imagination. It also sounds, I know we're speaking about the benefits for children, but as you're speaking, I'm thinking it sounds like the kind of thing we all need. Um, <laughs> because, you know, these, this kind of sensory overwhelm, this like demand for our attention all the time seems is happening to, to all of us. Um, and, you know, you were saying at the beginning, you know, for instance, with parents, you have the addition of, you know, your own kids also looking for your attention or needing your attention. So not only do the kids need it, but it also sounds like the kind of skill all adults, we as adults, could do with as well. Yes, and I think I'd like to add one last thing to this equation. If you choose to take your family out to have a meal at a restaurant, you're going to pay good money for your meal. Choose a restaurant that does not have a television. If this is going to be quality time for you as a family, please choose a restaurant that does not have four TVs on in different angles of the room because people cannot sit without looking at those screens you will be distracted and you will not focus on each other which i hope would be the point if you're going to go out together if uh, someone is looking to continue the conversation where can they find you they can pop onto facebook and join me on parenting matters it's a closed facebook group so come and join us there and we'll continue the conversation Kim, always a pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for your time